Have you ever wondered why you're not achieving your goals and why goal setting doesn't seem to work for you? What if I told you that you're going about it the wrong way? That has everything to do with your personality. We're going to talk about that today. I want to share something with you that I came across recently. Actually, I'm looking at it right now, and it has to do with goal setting. Moving forward requires vision. So in order to set and achieve your goal, you need vision. Vision is what helps you set a goal. A goal without a date attached to it is just a dream, and a dream without a vision is a nightmare. Ancient wisdom says where there is no vision, the people perish. If you don't have a desired outcome for your life, you're a wanderer. Think of a balloon that you blow up. You remember doing that when you were a kid. You blow up a balloon. Maybe you still do this. And then you just let it go and see where it goes. The thing flies all around the room. We loved doing that. That was great times. But it flies back and forth, to and fro, just using up energy and time with no purpose, no vision, no dream. A dream is a series of thoughts and images and sensation that occurs inside of a person's mind. And every person has a dream. But most of those dreams are buried so deep down inside of us that it might as well be a dead dream because it's rarely brought to the surface. A vision, on the other hand, Vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. Think of it as a mental image of what the future could look like. A mental image of what the future could look like. We're going to get into that and more today. Let's talk some about what this past week has looked like in my life. Updates on the homestead. So for those of you who have gone morel hunting, you know that now's the time to be doing that. Either you are in the middle of it, or you've just had it, or you're about to have it. And we recently, Sunday, we finally were able to go out because we've had lots of rain. Sunday, we were finally able to get out and do some morel hunting. And we found a few of them, not a whole lot of them, but we did find a few of them. Well, probably when I'm done recording this podcast, we're going to go out and try to find some more. But somebody posted something on Facebook, a concise guide on when and where to find morels, where to find them, former burn sites, near trees that are shedding bark, near deer trails, near dead trees, near certain pine trees, near alive trees, near certain deciduous trees, on the east side of hills, in mixed-growth forest, on the west side of hills, near stream beds, near the resting place of Jimmy Hoffa, near Sasquatch dens, at the end of the rainbow, follow the yellow brick road, you can catch them in the rye, in places where alien spaceships have landed, and the same place that Waldo is. And once you find the, those places, this is when you should go find them. Two days after rainfall. Earlier in the season than you'd think. Later in the season than you'd think. The first Tuesday following a full moon. When dandelions are blooming. During the mating season of the northern reticulated chipmunk. In years when the Cubs win the World Series. Only during Shark Week. So in other words, you never really know when or where 
you're going to find morels. You just got to keep looking. <laughs> I thought that was pretty creative and uh, I wanted to share that with you guys. So I can't wait to go back out this afternoon and go morel hunting because that is a lot of fun and it's even more fun when you find them. But just getting out in nature is good times as well. So had a phone call coming in. Sorry about that. Hope you didn't hear that. Other things that have been going on. Uh, let's see. We caught a rat that was living in the floor of my camper. Now, this thing has been plaguing us for going on near a month. I don't know how he got in there. I don't know why he decided that was the place he wanted to live. But at night, he would gnaw on the floors, and it was like to drive my wife crazy. The way I sleep... I typically couldn't hear him because I bury my head in the pillow so it the pillow circles up and nearly encases my head and it covers up my ears so I don't hear a whole lot at night. And so I was able to sleep a bit, but my wife on the other hand was needless to say she was pretty well done in by this dang rat. Well, we finally caught him. I set out a rat trap, had it out for a couple days, didn't catch anything. Uh, decided to reload the sucker with peanut butter and move it to another location. Well, the next morning I got him, got him. This guy was massive. I mean, big rat. When, when you're thinking rat, think of like the big sewer rats that you just see in the movies or, or something. I mean, this guy was straight out of sci-fi horror movie, 13 and a half inches long from tip to tail. I mean, it, it, yeah, he, he was definitely, I don't know what he'd been eating, but it was something good. So I'm hoping he doesn't have a family up in there somewhere because we're going to have to do something. That can't go on. We don't want none of that no more. <laughs> Enough on rats. We're tired of rats. We don't like rats. We've eaten morels. We've caught rats. That's all good. I want to remind you that in June, I've got the Teen Catalyst Father-Son Camping event coming up. That's June 24, 25, and 26. I'll drop a link around this podcast somewhere where you can go check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun, doing good stuff, having good times, eating good food, doing lots of events to help teens learn how to manage your personal finances, how to build stronger relationships, learn real skills, learn some soft skills, all kinds of things like that. It's going to be an epic time. So go check it out if you have a teen, if you are a teen, or if you know a teen, this is Fathers and Sons coming out here, hanging out on our homestead, having a great time. Also, I want you to go check out the Fireside Freedom Podcast. This is a roundtable fireside type chat. Every Tuesday night at 7, we go live on YouTube and Odyssey and Float when that works. So go check that out. Just search for Fireside Freedom on YouTube and you should be able to find us. With that, let's jump into the main topic of today's show, Goal Setting by personality style. And if you hear my guineas in the background, that's because they are in the background and they're loud. They like to get out and make some noise, that's for sure. So what is goal setting by personality style? Well, you've heard me, if you've listened to my show for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about personalities quite often. And I recently did a really good cover or I covered it really well about three episodes ago personalities and goal setting is actually done best when you take your personality into consideration here's what we're going to talk about today defining your goal setting style discovering your goal setting priorities understanding 
your basic priority in goal setting. Goal setting in your communication style. Um, we're going to know exactly how you're wired towards setting goals. We're going to learn important issues that we're going to learn issues that are important to each and every one of the different personality styles when it comes to setting goals, making wise and simple decisions in goal setting, and so much more. So let's jump right into this. Let me move on down here. So if you have not listened to that episode a couple of weeks ago where I talked about how to, or I, I went through the four different personality types in the DISC model of human behavior. There's four different types. And the way that you can determine your personality type or style is by asking yourself two different questions. Am I more outgoing or am I more reserved? And the second question is, Am I more task-oriented or people-oriented? And the way you answer those two questions determines your personality style. There's a D, I, S, and C. The D is outgoing and task-oriented. The I is outgoing and people-oriented. The S is reserved and people-oriented. And the C is reserved and task-oriented. And each of those different people will go about setting goals in a different way. Or if they don't go about setting goals in a different way, they might not succeed at sticking to and achieving those goals. Each of those different personality styles has a most effective method or manner about which they go about setting those goals. Okay, so I'll give you a couple of words to think about when you think of the different personality styles. The D is the dominant, direct, and demanding personality style determined. The I is inspiring, influencing, interactive. The S is supportive, stable, steady, shy. And the C is cautious, calculating, competent, and contemplative or contemplative. I don't know how you say that. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Goal setting from the D or the dominant task-oriented perspective. The things they like are things that are energizing, invigorating. They're very success-oriented, and they like things that are strong and refreshing, exhilarating, purposeful, powerful, big. Those are the types of goals that they like setting. They want to know what the big... (coughs) Excuse me. They want to know what's the big idea or the big picture. They want you to get to the point because they're very direct. Like, don't beat around the bush. Don't tell me all the details. Just tell me the big picture and get to the point of it. They want, you know, to help them expand their dream or have a greater vision. They want to know what the accomplishments are, what the money is, and what the end result will be. The strengths of this personality type is they like to do things the fastest way. They want the best impression and the best results. You know, they, they want to get the results. They like to do it now. And often the way they go about things is they want it done yesterday. You know, they're, they're going to get it done quickly. So you might say, all right, let's see what you can do. You'll turn something over to them. They, that's challenging them. They like a challenge. When they're challenged, when they have an activity that's challenging, that's difficult, that is what they like to do. Some of the struggles that this personality type has, they sometimes struggle to think before they speak or act because they've already made up their mind. 
You know, often halfway through you explaining something to them, they've already made up their mind. They know what they think already. And they can be abrasive, or that's how they come across to other people is very abrasive. When dealing with this type of personality, you want to make it big. So the bigger, the better. Huge, massive goals. They love that because it's challenging. It's a tough battle. They say that the tougher the battle, the sweeter the victory. And you've got to make it fast. They only know two speeds, fast and full blast. <laughs> it's fast and faster. So, you know, just just get to it. They want it done yesterday. For the I personality type, some things that they like when setting goals. Is it popular? Exciting? Is it make them happy, stimulating, thrilling, electrifying? Is it fun and activating? They want to know who else is setting goals. Like, why, why am I setting goals? Who else is setting goals? Oh, cool. I want to be like them. Maybe we can sit down and set goals together because setting goals is fun and exciting. You know, they want you to be excited. They want you to set goals along with them and, and have fun things happening. So, they want to be a star and be admired and be recognized. So if you can help them expand, you know, give them a vision of those things, of being admired and recognized, that will, will help them to set goals. Some of the strengths of this personality type, they like to do things the fun way. So they bring energy and enthusiasm to whatever the event or the goal or whatever is going on. They're, they're going to have lots of fun with it. And they like spontaneity. So if you need something done last minute, this is the personality type to get. Spontaneity is the way they approach things. And they also like to see what we can do because they like people. They do interactive things to bring the group together. Some of their struggles that this personality type has, they like to talk things out. So they struggle setting goals versus working on keeping those goals, like because they're going to talk it through rather than actually do the thing. They might be distracted by focusing on other events or looking at people or, or whatever that might be. They're, they're looking out and about because they're focusing outward. And they often struggle to pay attention to the details, to the deadlines or the planning. They don't like those things. Their strategies are, you know, make it fun. Just don't worry, be happy. That's that's their motto. Don't worry, be happy. They want it short term. Like they're, they're not going to look five years into the future or even a year into the future. They're like, what are we doing now or in the next hour? They want little by little. That is the way to go with this personality type. If you have this person working for you, don't tell them what you need them to do by the end of the year. That'll overwhelm them. Give them something to do by the end of the week or by the end of the day. Like that is their goal setting strategy. And then it needs to be something that's popular. You know, everybody should be doing this. Like is it anybody can do it, right? If I can do it, anybody can do it. Or if anybody can do it, I can do it too. That is the way they go about it. They don't want to be the only one doing something. Moving on to the S, the supportive type. They, their goal setting for this is often seen like when when they look at setting goals it comes they think of it as stressful difficult traumatic frustrating they're afraid of it like no cuz it's pressure to perform and and they don't like pressure they want to know how 
to easily set goals. They, they like to, their big question is how, how do I do this? And how can we make it easy? Like setting goals is hard, right? It should be hard. But, and this person struggles with seeing how to do that. So you need to walk them through it and show them how easily it can be done. And they want you to be sincere because they don't want to let you down. So their their big motivations are security for their family, the relationships around them, and teamwork. So if you can help them to expand on the vision of that within their goal setting, then they're much more likely to be able to sit down and stick with actually setting goals and going through that and creating something that they can stick with. The strengths of the supportive, the S personality type, they like things done the traditional way. So if they sit down to set a goal, they're likely going to look back into the past and see what's worked in the past. And they want to do it together as a team. So they want to bring the family together to work in the garden. They want to bring the whole team at work together to, to, to get the goal done. They like group activity. Together is better for them. Some of the struggles is that they're always getting ready. Like they never actually fire. They, they have a struggle, ready, aim, fire. They're ready, 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 get ready because they don't want anyone to be left out. And so they, they have a hard time moving forward on things. They also struggle with selective listening. They'll hear what they want to hear and the rest just goes right through or right over their head. And they can be indecisive. Their thought process behind that is if I wait just a little bit longer, maybe it'll all go away and I won't have to set these goals or I won't have to do that hard thing. So to help the S personality style, make it clear and simple. Like, this is what I need from you. This is how I need you to help me. Don't create a conflict with them. They don't like conflict. Don't come at them and, why haven't you tilled the garden and planted all the peas and the corn? Well, like, no, no, uh, you're going to, they're going to shut down. They're going to, they're going to shrivel up and die. Like, Hey, I need your help. Let's, let's plant the garden. We got to till things up or work it up. We're going to plant corn and beans. So help me out here. Like got to make it clear and simple for them. No conflict. It's got to be easy as well. If it's a little bit hard, they get overwhelmed with how difficult they, that things can be. So give them a vision, a shorter vision, go tell them, help them to see an end point and reach that point. And then they can keep moving on. So don't tell them to walk, to cross the mountain, tell them to walk to that point that you see right there. And then you'll see another point and you can walk to that point. Just give them little pieces at a time. And it's got to be pleasant and easy. It's got to be nice and peaceful with no discord. There can't be any conflict at all. And then last of all, the C personality type. They often view goal setting in a hesitant manner because they focus on procedures instead of the goals. So if, if, if they're sitting down to, say, plant the garden or to build a house, they're going to start out setting that as a goal and they get sidetracked by focusing on the how or focusing on the procedures, how things are going to get done. Goal setting for them tends to be an endless process because of their perfectionism. And they often can be a little skeptical and make it super complicated. 
the question that they ask about goal setting is why. They want to know why. Like, what's the point of this goal? Why am I setting this goal? And is it the right way? (laughs) And when you're working with them, they want you to be credible and you to do your homework so you can explain to them why. They need to know the why behind what's being done. You have this big, massive goal. You know, if you're the D personality style, you have this huge goal. And the C is like, why? Why why do you have that as your goal? What's your why? They want to know why. I know because I am the C personality type. So in order to give them, to help them to expand their dream or have a greater vision, they need correctness. They need value. They need reasons that the things are right. You know, that this is the right path or the right goal, the right way to go about things. They need to know those things. The strengths of the C personality style, the cautious, is they like to do things the right way. You know, they there's everybody else's way and then there's the right way. They plan the work and then they work the plan, stick to the plan. Their approach is to create systems that are duplicatable, you know, because If you can do it right once, you can create a system and do it right over and over and over again. And in the process of things, they are definitely a measure twice, cut once personality. Like they need it done right. They'll pull out their tape measure, make a mark, put their tape measure away, pick up the saw, set the saw down, pull out their tape measure again and check the mark to make sure it didn't move over a sixteenth of an inch. And then they'll cut it. (laughs) That's the C personality style. Sometimes they get stuck in the aiming process. You know, the ready, aim, fire. They're ready, aim, 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 aim. They get stuck in the paralysis by analysis. They they tend to overanalyze things. They like explanation. So sometimes... They need you to explain more to them. Sometimes they need to explain things over and over again to you, and they get stuck in that. And they can be very picky, which at times can make them come across as aloof or or disconnected. Some of the strategies when working with the C personality style is to make it a long-term goal. They like to see the big picture of the future. So create systems that work that can get them through the long term. And they want you to be professional and make it right, like do things the right way. And they also like things to be careful. They like procedure because they know it works. It can be done right. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's four key components to successful goal setting that can give you the right mindset around it, can help you to be more accurate. And it's definitely very helpful. It's thinking planning, preparing, and executing. So in thinking, in nearly any endeavor, one who can think things through the clearest with the most accuracy is the one who's paid the most money. So think of it that way. The activity for which you get paid the greatest amount of revenue is thinking. That comes from Brian Tracy. The activity for which you get paid the greatest amount of money is thinking. Thinking is a skill set that can be developed. It's a key quality to develop the goal-setting process. Think about that. It's a key quality to develop in the goal-setting process. Thinking requires seeing the end from the beginning. If you can see the end goal from where you're at now, that's huge. 
having the necessary vision in advance to bring about the correct steps to accomplish the goal, that is what thinking is. And then planning. When good planning actually occurs, bad mistakes can be avoided. So learn to look at a situation or look at a a five-step plan and say, what's wrong here? When you can learn to do that in any set of circumstances, that helps you to be able to open your eyes to possible pitfalls and unnecessarily time detours. Those things not only slow down your progress, they get you sidetracked. Plans can be modified along the way, but not having a plan is a sure formula for failure. Planning requires correct vision with different possible outcomes, and this quote is true. If you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. Failure to plan is planning to fail. Think about that for a second. The next key component is preparing. Ronald Reagan once spoke to the U.S. Olympic athletes prior to the opening of the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. He said, You, ladies and gentlemen, understand perhaps better than anyone else that the will to win pales in comparison with the will to prepare to win. See, everybody, everybody wants to win gold. Everybody wants to be a gold medal winner. Everybody wants to achieve the goals. Everybody wants to be a multi-quintillionaire, if if that's even a number or a word. But few are willing to put in the time, effort, energy, and do the necessary work and complete the required steps to accomplish the goal. If you can remember that preparation, being properly prepared, setting proper goals, following through on the work, Not the actual end event itself, not the actual competing in the swimming. The battle is won in the preparation, in the planning and execution of the planning. Execution is the last one. When a goal is accomplished, there's a sense of satisfaction and exhilaration that only comes through personal achievement. When a goal is accomplished, there is a set of there's a sense of satisfaction that only comes through the achievement. And you know that. See, many people look at high achievers who accomplish those goals and think, wow, they're so lucky, or I wish I had been blessed with their ability, or must be nice. It should be noted that nearly every great person who is congratulated for winning anything said the same thing. Most of them, most would say, success is 5% inspiration and 95% perspiration. Execution is doing the hard work. So what hard work is it you've been avoiding? What hard work do you need to do? What is it that you need to set out to do? Those four key components, again, are thinking, planning, preparing, and executing. I've got a couple of, uh, well, actually, I have a little book here from The Goals Guy, and these are goal-setting forms, and he has a couple of really cool little templates in here for setting goals. One is the one, three, five method. Some people view this as one big goal, two smaller or three smaller goals, and then five filler things for each day. But here, his goal setting method in this book, the one, three, five method is you write down your one goal, write the goal in specific, measurable, and time bound language. That's a smart goal. And then you write down three whys. What are the three reasons why you want to achieve the goal? That's what's going to keep you moving towards accomplishing the goal. You know, I want to run a a 5K. Why do I want to run a 5K? I don't know. Because it'd be cool. See, that's not something that is going to keep me motivated to train to run a 5K. 
not going to happen because <laughs> cool. There's a lot of things that are cool. And I got a lot of things I'd rather do than just be cool. I lost my cool a long time ago. And then the five of the one, three, five methods is five specific actions and dates to help you achieve this goal. So you write the goal, write down three whys, and then you write five steps that you need to take to achieve that goal. And then the uh, the second method that he had here, which I really liked, is the five four three two one plan. So write down five of five objections or objectives. I'm sorry, not objections. Five objectives. Like say you're having a meeting or you go to a seminar or whatever the thing is. This isn't so much a goal setting plan, but it can help you identify a goal. So if you're talking with somebody or you go to a conference or whatever that might be, write down five objectives that you want to learn or that you, yeah, that you want to learn at that thing. Then um, identify four people you want to meet there. So it might be not necessarily specific people, but this is what I'm looking for in people that I need to help me achieve the outcome. Then write down your to-do list, three new ideas that you've learned from those people or from that seminar or event or whatever that you're going to implement. And then write that, write a to-don't list, two habits or behaviors that you need to drop, that you need to get rid of. That's your don't list. And then the big bang, one bold, ambitious goal that you will achieve. It's kind of a backwards process from the uh, the one three five method, but it's it's a way to identify a big goal, say in a meeting or in conference or whatever that might be. I just I thought those were really interesting. I wanted to share that with you again. That is the goals guy at I think goalsguy.com, which that website may now be extinct. But you can go check it out. He does have other things out there. His name is Gary Ryan Blair. So go check him out. And uh, you can download those forms somewhere around his website, I'm sure. With that, I want to remind you, go check out the link in the show notes for the Father-Son Camping Event, June 24 through 26. And do good work. 